Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that soul. Fucks, it is CEO Hayes oh. in the building. <laughs> what a way to end the year. <laughs> oh, geez. oh, man. Yes, but it is CEO Hayes, and I am in the building with my lovely and esteemed co host. That is AJ, Miss Badass Jones. The main event herself is in the building. What's going on, AJ? I kind of like how that stuck. You know, like I sort of look at the, um, the intros over the course of the year not just like sort of our anniversary year but the the year of 2018 in itself and uh yeah we've kind of gotten the main event i think we've kind of narrowed it down to like you know the red bearded assassin and the main event i like it i like it yeah i like it i like it too i like that we have nicknames i like that they're just and they're catchy as hell so there you go the red bearded assassin (laughs) i'm so it's so funny because i'm so like synonymous with um the beard now that i'm i'm about to cut cut it down some and my hair um Sorry, huh? that's blasphemous. What are you talking about? What? What are we doing? Yeah, so, um, so Kiki, she, uh, you know, she has lupus and she had to cut her hair. So in solidarity, I'm actually cutting my hair as well. Oh, my so, God. Uh, I hate yeah. you. If you make me be emotional, I'm going to come and beat your ass. Oh, that's so beautiful. You see why I love you? Okay, so can we have a, a truce? Please don't make me have to cuss you in this episode. Just let me love you through the whole episode, please. Please. No, no you're, you're, oh. making it, you're, you're making it what we talked about before. Let, come on, let's, <laughs> no. let's bring, let's bring I'm it back it in. I'm making it the word. The word. Yeah. <laughs> the word. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's it's that's a beautiful thing i oh my gosh okay yay we kind of announced it but we're not really announcing it yay excitement oh my god <laughs> anyway yes <laughs> so miss jones i um i, w- I want to take some time yes yes this is our last show of the year so i want to acknowledge uh i know we did in our uh anniversary show and everything but the listeners of love lust and badass so we just you know I, I want to thank you guys for all this all the support and everything you've you've given over the course of the year um as Alan is trying to tackle me. Uh but what I will say is this is stop sending emails via other people. We have an email, we have a text, we have a voicemail line. Use a voice changer. I get it you guys don't want everybody to know how freaky you fucks are, but still come on. Yeah, but I mean some people are comfortable you know what I mean? It, like when I think about as much as I hate bringing him up, the manly man, like clearly he didn't want to identify himself. He just wanted to be like a text warrior and say what he had to say. Um, hopefully in 2019. I mean, I know people trust us and they're really comfortable with us, but I'm hoping in 2019 that people ex- expound on that and and realize that um, we don't there's no judgment here in, in, in that way of like, you know, what you send us. And if you're sending us something and you're and you're looking for feedback, you know that we're going to give you honest feedback. It may sometimes be harsh, but you also know that that's what we do. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to lie to you. We're not going to 
um, make it all pretty in roses and flowers. We're going to give it to you real and we're going to give it to you straight. So I'm hoping in the new year, people feel more comfortable with just sending it directly to us, like you said, through um, our message system, you know, in, in whatever way, shape or form. But yeah, I mean, I also empathize with people that it, it may be difficult for them and they don't necessarily want to be identified that way. I understand that and I get it, but it literally takes five minutes to set up an anonymous email. Like really, it, it does. And the only reason that I say that, I know I'm sound, I may be sounding like a, like a jerk or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, if you have to send it anonymously, that's fine. But my, my, my thing is, is I hate it when things are sit, sent via third party because if we want to respond to that person like you can still stay anonymous um and don't put your name in the email create a new email whatever you want to do but sometimes like some of the we've had so many emails that have been sent anonymously or through other parties that you know i want to follow up like really some of our 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 stories and the people who email in become characters on this podcast almost as much as we do and our listeners want that that <laughs> follow up sometimes and we can't really provide that when it's when it's a third through a third party so that that's all i'm saying it's very true very true i hears you that's all i'm saying but no okay okay let's 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 move into the the topics today do do you have anything else aj before we move into the topic uh no i think we're i think we're good to go so i'm actually going to switch around the the uh the lineup and just do the update first and kind of get that out of the way and then we can move to the other ones if that's right yeah. Uh, so with, uh, the year ending and, uh, this is kind of be kind of a, a special, um, last episode for 2018 where we're, we're doing a partial segment about love and what love means to people and, you know, um, how they view love and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so with that being said, you know, over the past four months, um, our listeners, you know, that there was a, a gentleman who had had conversation with me and, and, um, <clears throat> had let, let us into his life in terms of him being involved with four women while he was married and yada, 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 and the weaning process. And there've been several updates and what's happening. So we've had, I guess, a final conversation for the year. And um, I'm happy to say, you know, and he's happy as well. uh, He is completely done, like done, finished, cut off everybody. Um, The last holdout was the woman in California that he was dealing with. Uh, but there were a couple of situations that happened where it sparked some jealousy and uh, this belief that she had that he was going to leave his family to be with her. And he is in a much happier place with his wife. Their communication has opened up exponentially. Their intimacy has opened up exponentially. They spend a lot more quality time together. They're dealing head on with their issues. And he overall is just genuinely happy, genuinely happy and, and um really just content with the way that things are. And he has, um, he had told the woman that he has no intentions of leaving his family to be with her. And she was pissed, you know, um, some heated conversations ensued and he realized that it was time for him to disconnect and he cut her off from everything, like anything that she had. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anything that she had access to like his Netflix bank accounts, money, um, certain other service, like he cut her off. He blocked her from everything. And me, because I'm an asshole, of course, I went to go check and search for her. She's gone, gone, like gone, done. He removed all the, all her picture, like she's done, finished. So 
I'm happy to say that him and his family are ending the year on a good note. And yeah, I'm happy that we were able to help him through that process. That's yeah, Abs- that's absolutely. And, I, and you know, I said before we started recording, I think you can said it on the last episode. This is why you don't necessarily judge someone by their situations. Yes, he did some things that were horrible. He did some things that were very questionable. And I'm sure he did some things that looking back, he's probably going to be ashamed of. But he is a good dude. And the fact that He's he's able to grow through it. I, I, I've been pushing a lot in 2018. Like, let's not give up on people just because of their situations or their mistakes. Let's try to work with people through their mistakes so that we can appreciate the, the or unlock what's inside and what the better part of them that we, we don't get to see. He's a good dude. And I've had conversations with him. He supports the podcast very well. But, you know, in, in even in that first email, I was like, oh, there's no way he loves his wife. I was wrong in talking to him. And this is, this is people make mistakes and the fact that he's growing through it, hopefully they can go on and his family can be bigger and better and everything through this. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I'm, 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 that makes me really happy. And as I, as I'm embracing love and, and starting to love, love, Hi. I'm really happy to hear that. All right. What was that? As, as you're doing what? Embracing Sorry, what? love, embracing love. That's beautiful. See, we're admitting to it again. Yay, it's the second time you said it. It's excitement. Bye, Felicia. I'm sorry, what? Don't act crazy Felicia. right now. Don't buy me. Don't, listen here, don't buy me. Please, I, don't buy I me. I believe anyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm not acting crazy. I'm actually crazy. So there you go. <laughs> we're not talking about that part. That's a whole other discussion. We're not talking about that part. Oh, but this is lovely. The years end. You see, love. Love is spreading. And this was saying, this is going to be a great, great episode. We're ending the year on a love note. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Maybe the next, the next discussion, maybe not quite so beautiful, but even still. Hi. <laughs> uh, okay. Now I will admit that expressing my definition of love was not an easy task. I know exactly how I feel about love, but putting it into a verbal expression Whew. Yeah, that wasn't easy. <laughs> but if I have to give my concept or my perception of love, I often compare love to home. When I think about it, uh, there is a sense of comfort and familiarity to it. Like I feel like when you love a person, it's your human right to be able to be yourself, your true self unapologetically you should just be you like and when you love a person they should give you that sense like it's like coming home you should be able to be yourself without putting on like a show or even putting on appearances you should it should be you raw and in rare form which is why I compare it to home because at home you typically are in rare form you know there's no makeup there are no clothes hairs usually tied and you're just in your safe space and I often compare love to a safe space because if you don't feel comfort in your love then chances are you shouldn't be there definitely (laughs) um when I'm able to just be me on my worst days, on my crazies, even bad hair days, um, love is still there regardless of all of that. And I feel like that's like a two-way street. It should definitely be 
if I can accept your crazies, you should be able to accept my crazies as well <laughs> because we love each other. Um, love is a choice as well. Sometimes you choose it <laughs> and sometimes it chooses you. <laughs> um, but I personally feel like where you are in life and how willing you are to accept it freely will determine how love benefits you in the future and for the long run. Um Love is tolerance and patience. <laughs> uh, neither of those I have, but I personally feel like if you love someone and if they love you, it's something you will actively work on for the sake of that love. Not only just, you know, loving someone else, but even loving yourself because it takes patience and it takes a lot of tolerance to love yourself as well. And obviously, neither of those <laughs> will come easy. But when it comes to love, you'll always find a way because it's worth it. So, yeah, that's what I think about love. All right. So continuous cheating in a relationship. At what point do you say enough is enough? And are women more likely to take back a cheating man than a man is to take back a cheating woman? What say you, Mrs. Jones? Oh, I, I want to believe that the playing field is balanced, but I really think that women are more likely to take back a cheating man than the man is to take back a cheating woman. Um, I don't know if it's rearing. I don't know if it's conditioning. I don't know if it's societal expectations. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I almost feel like women are, there, there's a different expectation Um for for women cheating as as opposed to men. like I I've even read things where it says you know like if a woman cheats she's cheating for emotional reasons whereas if a man cheats he's just cheating for sex and it doesn't mean anything that I personally think has some validity to it but I also think it's a bunch of bullshit because you do have men who cheat for emotional reasons because they're not getting what they need so on and so forth um, but I I do think that at a point where a woman more often than not when a woman steps outside of her relationship. Uh, it begins on an emotional level more so than a carnal level where it seems to be that's more of a, a male thing. Um, at what point do you say enough is enough? I, I, it's it's hard to say. Like for me personally, I can't I can't do the I can't do the forgiveness thing. Like especially if I know in my heart of hearts that I've made every effort, I've tried, I've given, you know, I've done done my due diligence and then some, but you're just a greedy man and you just feel like you want more pussy and it doesn't mean anything because it's just pussy. And you want to keep coming back to me and saying, sorry, I'm not here for that. Like in any way, shape or form, I can't deal with that kind of emotional misery. And I always think to myself, I'd rather be by myself and be unhappy than to be in a relationship and be unhappy and feel like I want to kill you because I'm not going to jail to sit on for nobody. And and that for me is, I feel like it's, it, that's the point of, of where it would push me. Some women have a lot more patience and tolerance. Um, I know within like, okay, so within the Jamaican culture, let's say, it's very common for a married man to have his wife, they call it a wife and a metis. I think we talked about this on a much earlier episode. So it's not uncommon for a married man to have like an outside woman and then have outside youth and then expect his wife to be okay with that. Um, and maybe not even for him to expect, but the wife is more okay with that because she has wife status. 
because she has the ring and because she's Mrs. Mrs. Brown, as opposed to that woman just being the outside woman and getting seconds and whatever. Um, I mean, it's, it's a historical thing, um, culturally for us, like it's, it's just one of those things. And you have people who put up with stuff for a very, very long time. I don't think that there's a a predetermination on how much is enough. I think it's based on what a person is willing to put up with. I will definitely say though, that I think women definitely put up with more than a man would. Yeah. I I, I agree with that as well. I think, but I, I think this almost rooted in the belief that women cheat for emotional reasons. I think that again, I, and I agree with you. There are men who cheat for emotional reasons. There are women who treat who cheat just because they just want to fuck. Yeah. But I think I think generally, if we're just taking a poll of overall, I think men believe that when a woman cheats, it's more emotional, and so that makes it harder for them to deal with the fact that their woman cheated. If that makes sense. And I think that women it makes it almost easier because they're like, oh, niggas fuck like <laughs> niggas will fuck anything. Like that's the common thought not saying that i agree with it but i think that that plays into the statistics of women versus men taking a cheating partner back more so than often right i remember in one of our earlier episodes we had talked about a woman whose a boyfriend or fiance or somebody had given her some sort of sexually transmitted disease like oh, three times wow yeah remember that right so clearly you know whatever the excuse is whatever the apology is you know she's she took it Several times, you know, and and her situation is even worse because it's not even like he just cheated. Like he was careless with his cheating, like physically careless and put her in harm's way as well. But then when I look at situations like, okay, you know, like the whole scandal that's going on with the Cardi B and and Offset, you know, um, he has three different babe mothers. So she I I believe she makes number four, you know. While they were together in the early stages, he cheated on her and oh, somebody allegedly came out that she has a picnic for him or whatever. And then there were a couple of other sort of like quiet on the hush. But so my thing is, OK, for her, you know, the excuse that she made the first time around is like, you know, all niggas cheat. You know, I'm not going to give up my relationship to start all over again with some next nigga that's going to cheat because, you know, it's just a part of what it is. It's just, you know, a, a matter of us getting over it and whatever. So I don't know. It's kind of like defeatist because it's like, OK, when if you have the mentality in the back of your mind that all men cheat. And so the expectation is that at some point in your relationship, that's just going to happen. I don't know. Like th- then what's your expectation on, on having a real meaningful loving relationship. And then when you have children or you have a girl child, like, what do you teach her? You know, don't expect no man to be faithful to you because men just aren't like, I don't know. I feel like it's just a setup. It's a bad setup kind of all around. And I, I don't know that there's a, a fix to it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. Um, the thing is, is, yeah, I mean, it is what you personally can deal with, but I, I think no one should have to deal with cheating. Um, and you shouldn't have that expectation like, oh, well, I, for, I forgive one if he cheats once. Like, I don't think anyone should go into it with that. Like, it, it should all be about if the, the person who cheated, if they really seem genuine in wanting to fix it and they realize what caused it or just, you know, really wanting to mend that because it's hard to come back from that. And I think people aren't really aware of just how much work it would take to come back from something like that. And uh, that's what ends up leading to cheating more cheating down the road i i honestly think that sometimes someone can cheat as a mistake it's just a mistake it's a one-off but then in the process of healing that their woman withdraws from them or they're the the one who didn't get cheated on withdraws or whatever and then they may go out and seek someone else now to fill the gap from whatever 
is being done there. And I, I just really think that it's it's just so it's so many different layers to something like that. Um that that's what causes it. You know, that's it. I'll I'll Thank stop talking you. there. No, no. Do you personally feel okay? So you and I are in a relationship. You know, these mm-hmm. segments are always hypothetical. And we get to a place where, you know, it, it's a rough patch, it's whatever's going on between us. I have an affair, you know, um, a few months down the road, it, it comes out that I've had this affair, but I've realized the error of my ways and I, and I really want us to work on things and go to counseling and to get better and talk about all the, the shit that's happening between us and why I did what I did and whatever. Okay. So we're going to counseling. You've forgiven me. Everything is groovy between us. Um, I go to have, let's say coffee with this person to go break up with the person and finally say like, you can't be a part of my life. And two twos, we end up in bed somehow, some way. And I come back and say to you, you know, it wasn't supposed to happen. It was a mistake. Like things just got out of hand, got out of control. What do you do? Um, I mean, uh, counseling is needed at that point. And then we, I, I, there's, it's, it's so hard to answer cheating type questions because I really feel like the answer is in the work that comes after it's in, in what comes after the act of cheating. If you just can't, and two, I want to make sure. I, I don't want to shame anyone who thinking they need to forgive cheating. Like, oh, well, it's just something like if you are completely done with someone after one occurrence of cheating, never let anyone make you feel bad for that because you have the right. But with that being said, if that situation happened and I was some, it was I decided, you know what, this relationship is worth trying to save. No matter what your transgression was, we need to go to counseling for sure before I can make the final decision. What if the person refuses to go to counseling? What if they uh, say they'll deal with it? What if they refuse? Okay, so I refuse to go to counseling. I say to you, I got this. I'll deal with it on my own. I'm done with him. I'm not going to see him anymore. He's out of my life. Let's just move forward. No, then then no, then we got to go. The thing is, is that you hurt me. So if you're not willing to do what I need you to do to mend, to mend the fence, then that right there is a red flag. So we need to just end it. Uh, I agree. I, I think for me, one of the really key things that you just said that I, I wanted to just kind of point out again is that whatever the person's choice is, whether they choose to not forgive and move on and deal with the hurt themselves and kind of just let go of that relationship, or if they choose to stay and forgive the person, nobody should shame them for whatever their choice is. Because at the end of the day, we're not in that person's situation. We're not in their relationship. We don't have anything emotionally invested. It's easy enough for, for us people to sit on the outside and, and to pass judgment. What up, y'all? It's your boy, BTG. Um, what is love? Love is great question. Love is that joy and that reliable feeling that you share with people that you admire the most, that you care for the most. At the same time, um, it's, you know, when you talk about love, when you bring up love, it's a lot of details that's involved. And I think one of the main ingredients to love, and it's just my opinion, is that you have to have some type of joy. You know, uh, everything else plays into it. Like I said, there's, there's a lot of details. You know, you have actions. You have the way you say it, you have moments, you have experience, experiences, and so on. But love is, uh, it can be sensitive and it can be powerful at the same time. You know, um, with that said, the ultimate love, one of the ultimate loves <laughs> that was ever created, and that's butter and sugar on your grits. Oh my God, that's love. That's like laying next to some thick thighs. <laughs> All right. Love is an action word. It's where you know. Um, it, 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 it's when you know your heart. It feels, it wants, and it needs. It's an unconditional feeling that you have towards others. Whether uh, it, it, no matter the cause, the action, 
towards you or even the level of hurt that you've had. You still carry or have the capacity to love. Um, love is even giving. It's peace. And most of all, it's selfless. So all those things, all those attributes, that's what love is to me. All right, AJ. Talk to you later. Bye. Some person, I'm not going to call their name, but some person said like, okay, well, you know, Cardi B is a stripper. She deserves to be cheated on. That's some fuckery. Like anybody who thinks that shit is just, it's, you know it's beyond me, but it's just some fuckery, right? And you know what? But Let's pull off the gloves. Let's pull off the gloves. Oh, no, 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 no. And no, no, listen, listen. And, and I'm still, I'm still not going to say the name. I'm still not going to okay. say the name because that would just be, we're not going to do, we're not into the whole podcast and beef thing. But my thing is, is that what I hate, it's when someone prides themselves on loving discussion or causing conversation, but then when their their way of thinking is challenged, all they have to say back is, oh, I said what I said, or they cower from the conversation, and then when they pop back up, they just, like, the fact that that conversation happened on Twitter, and like I said, I'm not going to mention the name because everyone probably knows who we're talking about. The fact that that conversation happened, you were retweeted, you were commented on by other people, that person magically once you once you said what you said disappeared from the conversation then pop back up in a later down the thread like two hours later it's like i'm back now and didn't come and i like but 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 it's come on now let's do better than that and one thing that because of the topics that i cover in the awakened soul i i am i never for better or worse shy away from a conversation on twitter about anything that was said on my podcast with anyone I've had back and forth with Ralph and Johnny on Twitter, and those are my brothers. I've had, I've, like, me and you have never gotten to, I guess, because if we disagree, we'll do it in the DM or we just talk. But I never shy away from a conversation because I feel like even if it, even if we're on opposite sides, we can still have a conversation. We can still debate. I'm going to still hug you afterwards and love you. Like, that doesn't go away. But when people cower away from conversations that they start, it really, really irks me because why the fuck are you in the game then? But that's right. just me on my high horse. I'm sorry. No, you're you're absolutely. Oh, sorry, this guy. No, you're absolutely right. But yeah, and, and I don't know. Anyway, sort of just getting back on track with it. It's it, it's about yeah. Nobody should pass judgment on somebody's choices because you're not living their life. You're not living their experiences. Um, don't make asinine statements out of your ass just for the sake of being able to say something and and spark some sort of co- stupid controversy. It's unnecessary. You know, people can believe whatever they want. People can have whatever. Uh, value system they want. People can have whatever thought process they want. People can have whatever morals they want, but don't pass judgment on somebody whose life you haven't lived, period. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You can you can never judge anyone's situation in, at all. And that's why, like, as much as we talk about and we give advice on relationships, we definitely frame it as us giving our advice, but you still have to make, and we always come back to, you have to have a conversation with your partner. So it, it, we never judge. Like we've talked about some fucked up shit and yes, we've gone off about a lot of it, but we never, never really judge unless it's just like, like old girl sending her damn boyfriend to jail. Um, so you never want to judge anyone else. Yeah, that, uh, we're not going to go back to that one, but that was just crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything else to add on that one. No, uh, no, I got nothing left. To me, love is an entity or ideal that is a power all by itself. It is sacrificial, sacred, potent, magnetic, and absolutely pure. It is a protector and a submissive possibility. Love is essentially everything around us in the most beautiful display possible. Love is something that is untainted, and I don't believe that 
in and of itself, it is destructive, but human beings are naturally sinful and tainted by nature. So we twist it, but love in and of itself is the most powerful element known to man. Love is having somebody to support you, but it's also, actually love is more about giving than it is receiving. It's watching somebody's face light up like the moon in a dark sky. It's giving a person a place of solace with it not being any effort to do it. Love is really about what you can do for that person. It's not about what they can do for you. That's what true love is about. And I think we've lost that in this damn time. Thank you. To me, love is something you're willing to do unconditionally, sometimes without thought or hesitation. Uh, I'm going to use, like, badass ones as an example. Like, I love to look at her pictures. It's not I have to look at her pictures or I'm just scrolling through trying to look at women on Insta, beautiful women on Instagram is the fact that she's a very humble person. So it makes you want to get to know her more. You know, that the pictures are always outstanding and she's a, she's just basically a humble person. So if you want to get to know her. And then as you get to, you know, I don't know her, know her personally, but you know, I just love her style, the way she goes about life, the way she, talks you know it's it's unconditionally it's like my brain is already trained to care for her without even you know having conversation per se like uh telephone conversations sometimes we talk back and forth you know i create pictures it's, love is just like a feeling you do for someone or you do something unconditional like i love to do graphics you know, I'm learning to do more through school. I currently go to Full Sail University, and graphics is a passion for me. I love to do it. You know, I love to take pictures, you know, or get pictures from people. Then I hurry up and create with them, and, you know, passionately. I'm not going to do something that I don't like, or I'm not going to half-ass do a graphics for someone you know, I'm passionate and I love to do graphics work. I have a passion for it. I love it. I breathe it. I, I'm always trying to create better. I'm paying for programs that I might ne not necessarily need, but I feel I need them so I can improve because I want to do better. Love makes you want to do better also. You know, if you really have a passion for something, it makes you want to do a whole lot of things within that word love you want to do a whole lot you just you just want to do it unconditionally and that's what love mainly is to me is something that basically is unconditional but without hesitation you might think about it but it's it's not going to take you long to think about it if you love doing it okay so moving on uh to a listener question um so there is a man who pops up on my social media every now and again to express interest in getting to know me. However, when I try to engage him in meaningful get-to-know-you discussions, he always seems to dodge the questions that I ask and essentially tells me to let's just go with the flow and get to know each other that way. He doesn't seem interested enough in actually pursuing something, yet he'll comment under my pictures all the time that that's my future babe. Am I wasting my time and set setting aside time to wait for him to open up and make his intentions more real? CJ? Hmm. <laughs> Are you rubbing your forehead? <laughs> yes. I'm Wusan. Um, all that good shit. Um, 
why are you wasting your time with this man? Um, the thing is, is that it's easy to always, a lot of people, and this, this is me calling men out. Cause you know, I call my own gender out all the time is that a lot of times the interest is in the pursuit or the ideal of someone. And they really don't know what the fuck to do with them if, when, when, or if they had them. And especially with social media kind of heightens that some is that they can fawn or flirt with you feel like they have your interest and never really intend to do anything with it um and i think that this is it i think that this is what kind of what the situation is you're obviously very beautiful and attractive to him and i don't know how to word it i really don't know how to word what's in my head right now and i'm very seldom at a complete loss for words basically this dude is a fuck boy that's basically yeah. what what to, to boil it down is that you're attractive. He wants to flirt with you. He wants to feel like he's done something by having your attention, but he really doesn't intend to do anything with it. He really doesn't intend to get you known, no, on on a deeper level. Because guess what? To him, you're eye candy, and this is what women need to avoid in 2019. Is stop letting the ones who drool over your looks but don't have shit between their ears to really feed you mentally. Stop giving them your time. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. What do you think, AJ? Uh, I, yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better. That's, that's straight up fuckboy moves, like period, point blank. Um, anyone who is interested in you should be showing active interest in you. It shouldn't be uh, a passing fancy. It sh- definitely shouldn't just be comments under your pictures. But then when you actually try to engage the person in a conversation, they're unwilling to do that. What is the point? Let them sit there and fawn over you. Let them call you babe. Let them make their comments. And, you know, um, personally for me, when that kind of shit happens, like if it's somebody that's shown interest and I'm like, hey, what's good? And they're not really like responding to that. You see, anytime they comment on my pictures and I'm like, oh, that's babe, it gets deleted one time. Because for me also, too, I don't want any man who may actually be interested to be under the impression that me and that fuckboy are in anything because we're not. My other thing, too, is like, I, I don't know. I'm about telling people, like, if you're not really interested, beg it, please just leave me alone. Like, it's unnecessary for us to be doing this back and forth or it'll be one of those things like, oh, you know, I'm just going through some things right now and I'm just sorting through some shit. You know what? More power to you. Sort through your shit. Go through your shit fix whatever it is that you need to fix if and when you are done and i am still available and mildly interested maybe we can talk then but in the interim yeah i'm I'm good on that you just keep that bad cross's energy to one side and keep it where you are thank you kindly Mm -mm. you're you're wasting your time if you're waiting for you you're absolutely unequivocally wasting your time if you're sitting down waiting for him to do better especially when he's shown you over and over again that he's not interested in having deeper conversations with you and he's definitely not interested in in letting you get to know him if he's dodging basic basic get to know you questions don't waste your time sis move on leave from that yep move on he's a fuck boy <laughs> i you know honestly i'm hoping that I don't know. I always have like the greatest hope for humanity and and the greatest hope for people who are in in the dating in the dating realm. Um, I'm hoping that 2019 is a much better year for people. Like I've talked to way too many people who are in these situations where they're really fantastic people. They've got a lot to offer, but the people who keep coming at them are just entirely retarded and don't have nothing to offer but wasting your time. I'm hoping that a lot of that gets done away with in 2019 and, and people find themselves in better um potential love situations i do yep get you a thick sexy kinky (laughs) that's that's damn sure
Hey there, it's your girl AJ from Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. What is love to me? Well, love is the tethering that our hearts feel for and to another person, which begins in complete euphoric happiness. It embodies and embraces patience, kindness, empathy, and an overall desire to see someone happy and wanting the best for that person. And oftentimes love creates what we feel is a weakness deep inside us. But I believe in fact it is a strength because it opens us up in a way that is unhindered and without boundaries to truly embrace another person, faults, idiosyncrasies, and all. When love becomes more settled, more grounded within you, it opens reciprocity, balance, care, kindness, affection, complementing your love interest's existence, learning, growing, and becoming one with that person. It is candor, supportive, and an emotional investment in wanting them to succeed and supporting the processes of their happiness. To me, love is the simple things like deriving pleasure from their smile and wanting to do things to evoke that mutual pleasure. Love is intimate. For me, it's deep. It's passionate and unabashed and is a sacred exchange between beings. Um... <laughs> so uh we got one more topic today. We we kind of ran through this today. Uh are you ready to get into this this last email and listener submitted question? This is all you read away, my friend. You keep making me read the long ones. You're lucky I've been in such a good mood because a year ago I would have looked at this and been like, you know what? Fuck all that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dear AJ and CJ, I'm writing to get your guidance, but I think more so an affirmation of what I already know. I've been dating my boyfriend for just over a year, but in the last four months of our relationship, our conversations never seem to go past a certain time in the evening. We rarely to never talk on the weekends. This also includes seeing him during any of those times or on the weekend. If we do hang out on the weekend, it always seems like it has to be scheduled weeks in advance in order for us to be able to see one another. I do love him, but I'm getting tired of the situation and I'm definitely starting to feel like there is someone else. He gives me all the reinsurances and tells me that I'm the only one, but can never seem to give me a straight answer as to why we never talk after 7 p.m. And we rarely talk, talk rarely ever and why I rarely ever see him on the weekend. Sorry about that. The holidays are coming up, but I don't want to get my hopes up being able to spend time with him. And it's actually kind of depressing given the fact that the holidays is time for family and loved ones. If there is an... I guess it's supposed to mean, in fact, someone else. I don't want to carry this on into the new year and waste my time. What are y'all's thoughts? Also, I want to say that I love the work that you two do. CJ, while I enjoy The Awakened Soul, I definitely enjoy you more here because you are far more personable, open, and it gives a completely different side of you, which I agree with. That's kind of by design. AJ, your island accent when you go off is everything. It keeps me in stitches. Definitely looking forward to 2019 episodes of Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to your feedback. And I won't say her name, even though it probably isn't her actual name, but just out of the interest of you know keeping up with the anonymous of the email so aj there's a lot to unpack there let's get into it (laughs) my immediate thought is he lives with a woman he lives with somebody and and when i say a woman i don't mean his mom or his auntie or his sister he lives with he lives with somebody that there is some sort of love interest where it would be an issue if that person knew that he was talking to you past a certain hour on the weekends, like I can't think of any other reason why there would be like, if you guys have been together, what did she say for over a year? 
just mm-hmm. over a year. If in the first eight months of your relationship, you were able to see this man on a regular and consistent basis and kind of talk to him whenever, and that switched up and it's not because he has a night job and it's not because he's got a weekend job or any sort of thing. Um, my personal feeling, there, there's somebody else. There's there's a living situation that's going on. There, there's got to be somebody else. I'm going to say from personal experience, um, I was uh, talking to someone, mind you, we weren't... Uh, he wasn't my boyfriend. We were just starting to get to know one another. And uh, we were having conversations, let's say over the course of about a month, a month and a half. And I don't know why it took me so long to kind of catch on to it. But after like about three weeks or so, I noticed that anytime I sent him a message, say like from like six o'clock in the evening, he would never respond until like four o'clock the following morning when I knew he was on his way to work. And I kind of let it go. And, and at first I was like, ah, it's whatever, because again, it's not my man. We're just getting to know each other. But then I, I put it to a girlfriend of mine. She's like, bitch, that he lives with somebody. I'm like, nah, that, maybe he's just tired. You know, so I start making the, excuse, the excuses, right? Maybe he's just tired because he has to get up so early in the morning. You know, he goes to bed early. She's like, bitch, nobody goes to fucking bed at six o'clock in the evening unless you're like five. You know, so I'm like, true. So she's like, just ask him, like, what do you stand to lose? It's not your man. Just ask him. So one day I put it to him. I'm like, so... Are, like, do you have a girlfriend or are you in a relationship? He's like, honestly, yeah, I do live with somebody, but things aren't working. Then, of course, it spirals into the excuses about things aren't working out between us. I'm not happy, yada, 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 yada. So my thing is, like, if you're not happy and things are not working out, why can't you have a conversation with somebody who's your friend past 6 p.m.? So from personal experience, I'm telling you that there's a woman in the background somewhere. And again, it's not his mother and it's not his auntie. Um and you're, you, I hate to say to people that they're wasting their time, but it's a serious choice that you're going to have to sit down and think about whether or not it's something that you want to go forward with. Um, have that conversation with him, like ask him point blank period. Like, is there somebody else? Do you live with somebody else? And you almost have to force the situation to say, okay, like, look, not having, being able to have conversation with you at night is not okay. We're grown people, you know, not being able to see you or talk to you past a certain hour of the night or not being able to see you and talk to you on the weekends. It's no bueno. If you don't have a woman, there shouldn't be a problem. Seriously. He's definitely living with a woman. Uh, He may even be married. Um, Exactly. The fact of the matter is, is that, He's living with someone that his penis is entering on a semi-regular basis. Um, And I don't mean to be insensitive. I understand that you're in love, but you need to get the fuck out of this situation. Um, in two thousand, Going into 2019, Hayes is going to be a lot more hands off. I'm glad I do. I am more personable here because I have more fun. AJ draws it out of me as well. Um, So I want to thank you for that. But all jokes aside, and this is coming from a man he is definitely living with a woman that he is in a relationship with and you are the filler not saying that as a person you're a filler you you don't deserve better but i'm saying to him you are there to fill the gaps of when he needs something whether it be time whether it be sex whether whatever else you guys may be doing that's what it is that's just calling it calling it for the truth that's what it is yeah i mean i think one of the saddest things for me when I, I look at this kind of situation, I mean, on, on her part, is she probably has a fear of being alone, especially with the holidays coming. And I know that's a big deal for people. Um, but also that feeling like you've wasted your time, like you've, you've given over a year of your time, your energy, your love, your body, your attention, everything to this individual um, for have, for them to have been, you know, carrying on with this charade with you. And not to say that 
and not in defense, but not to say that he doesn't love you and doesn't have feelings for you, but there's definitely something going on in in the background. And, you know, I know for people, they're kind of like talk themselves out of the situation and say, well, no, maybe it's something else. Um, for me personally, I'm going to say to you again, like we always say, whatever your choice is, is whatever your choice is, but be aware, you know, don't not pay attention to the signs for fear of being alone. Don't not pay attention to the signs for fear of, uh, the time and, and everything that you've invested. You deserve more And and even if that means that you go through a shorter period of heartache and healing from that, um, you're not, you're not, uh, putting yourself in a situation for more hurt in the long run. Because to me, it would be worse if one day he comes and he says, okay, well, I am married, you know, and uh, we have to end this relationship. Kind of, whatever it ends up being, just pay attention to the signs, you know, um, and, and ask him, just straight up ask him. He's going to respond one way or the other, and you should know him enough to know whether or not he's lying to you or there's something going on. Like if he ducks and dodges the question, he's definitely lying to you. You know, if he, if he can't give you a straight answer, he's definitely lying to you. If he says to you, nah, babe, it's not even like that. It's just, yeah, (laughs) there has to be a valid reason. And if there's no valid reason, then, you know, like CJ's already said, there's a woman that he's full-time putting his penis into. And and, and like AJ said, dead, dead serious. Um, don't just take what me and AJ say as gospel. Even though we both are pretty, we're pretty sure in our assessment here. Flat out ask him. Like, I don't know why these women do this. Again, not you. I'm talking generally here. Um, they they think these things, but they're afraid to ask it. Fuck it. Flat out say, are you living with someone? Don't accuse them of the relationship. Ask first, are you living with someone? Are you living with a woman? Just flat out ask it. Yeah. And then ask more questions to follow that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. I, I hope for her um, that the situation works out on the a more positive end because it's a it would be a pretty shitty way to end the year. It, it's it would be shitty just overall for it to end that way. But again, like it's the holidays and it's about love and family and all them good feels. So that would be kind of crappy right now. Ah, oh, CJ. Oh, sorry. I'm having an emotional moment. Anyhow, I, I don't have anything else. I don't know what if you have anything else on this particular subject. Uh... So, <laughs> what, what else could you possibly say at this point? Really? Uh, don't yeah. say anything crazy. Be sensitive. Uh, yeah, I don't. No, no, I don't. I, check your DM. Um, but I don't have anything at uh... all left to say. Um, uh, yeah, like it. It does suck in the year this way. I just hope that uh, you can find. Peace, whatever that is, whether it's maybe you guys can work it out, maybe me and AJ are wrong. Um, oh, that's I love you. But, <laughs> I hate you. Why would you send this to me when I'm trying to have like a serious moment? <laughs> but um, when are we gonna announce this? Oh, I can't stand you. Oh my god. Okay. All right, so I've been tasked to describe love, and I really started not to do this recording um, just because I didn't think I had much to add to. You know, over the course of this episode, you've heard love described as um, when all your thoughts and desires and wishes become about that person. You've also heard it described as this this thing that binds us together or that, you know... And you also have heard love described as the thing that is that it never hurts or there's no pain involved in it. 
I personally, just for me, and this is not to take away from anyone who you've heard previously, I think that's all bullshit. Um, because anyone who's been in love and really, really been in love knows that love hurts like a motherfucker. And not because of being done wrong by the person you're in love with. No, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't mean that at all. I don't I but just seeing that person down, seeing that person sad, seeing that person go through things, it hurts you to see them go through that. It hurts you to see them down. So there's absolutely love hurts like a motherfucker, probably worse than any other pain you will feel. Because once you love someone, seeing them go through things hurts you almost worse than anything else, worse, worse than if it even happened to you. And as far as like love, meaning that all your thoughts and desires become just about that person. I also think that's false. I love my kids wholeheartedly. I don't think anyone would question that. But not even every single thought, wish or desire I have is built around that. So, no, I don't think that those things are love at all. I don't think love necessarily binds us together either. I think dedication binds us together. But I think what what I look at love as is I love is knowing it's going to hurt, knowing it's going to be tough, knowing it's it's going to be sad times and ups and downs. But guess what? You're willing to champion. You're willing to fight through all of that for your love. So I don't think love is what what binds us. I think love is what fuels us. I think love is what makes it all worth it. I recently described love as finding a limb you never knew was missing um, from your body. And I think that that's what it is. It's finding something that adds to you. Something that truly, that you, you may have been fine. You may be able to have lived without it. But once you have it, it makes life that much more fuller, that much easier, um, that much more enjoyable. Love is finding that limb. <laughs> or in better ways that I described it recently, or it's finding your rib. I think that's why it was described as that is that you're, you're it's a part of you that person's goals dreams everything become as important to your to you as your own and in many cases even more so so no i don't think love automatically or magically turns you into this thing where only your thoughts and dreams just become about that person but it makes going through life with that person going through the trials and tribulations worth it love is the fuel love is finding that rib and it makes everything so much more enjoyable dedication can get you places but real real love mixed with dedication can't be beat at all so when you ask me what love is it's simple love is the fuel yeah i think that's <laughs> love is the fuel so as we go and drive through this life together our love is going to fuel us to take us even further than what we ever thought we can be so hey for what it's worth that's my thoughts on love i'm out it's time to go ahead and leave uh this has been this is the sign off for 2018 the next time you guys are here from us it will be 2019 i can't wait to bring you guys the show that we're starting off with and just to see how this podcast continues to grow aj tell the beautiful and wonderful listeners of, of love less and badass so where they can find us uh, you can find us on our social media platforms at, uh, sorry, on Instagram and Twitter at LoveLustMBAS. You can catch all of our episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, and I think that's it. Um, you can find me personally uh, on my social media platforms. I'm on Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. And you can also find me on Twitter at that Jones kid AJ1. You can email us um, 
And like CJ said, try not to send emails third party. Just send it directly to us. We're okay. Uh, Soul at yahoo.com. And CJ will give you our number because I still haven't memorized it. <laughs> it is 614-547-2039. That is 614-547-2039. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Oh, you already gave the email. Fuck it. I'm going all into my spiel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is it. That's it, AJ. No bye, no twerking, oh, no ass I'm clapping. I'm reading the damn DM and smiling. Could you leave me alone, please, in my joy? <laughs> for, for all the listeners, I did just send her a video of me shaving my balls. This has been Low Plus and Fat So we are no, out. No, no, no. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Wheel it back. Wheel it back. First of all, I've reconciled within myself that I'm not going to be on the ball shaving video anymore because of certain circumstances of things that have come to light that I'm very happy about. I will trade one for the other. So I'm letting go of that for everybody who knows how adamant I was about seeing. So, you know, it has to be something good that's happening. If I'm willing to let go of that for the amount of times I've cussed about it. CJ didn't send me no ball shaving, nothing one, because he's wicked and, and doesn't love me. But two, on the other hand, what he has sent me, I know that he loves me and he knows that I am extremely happy about this. So I will take this over the ball shaving video any day. All right, then. Now we can go on. All right. Bye, y'all. We're out. secret admiration not yet discovered by mind and heart you see it's a secret that one side of self has yet to confirm with the other for an extended amount of time but love but love must be pure and without reasoning or limits it must be limitless at least that's what my that's what my opinion suggests See, it ranges from many things, but do not get confused. Love isn't just one thing. It's many rolled into one with the same frequency and agenda to cause a euphoric force field that sends blissful signals and vibrations through your bodily organs, these instruments, these instruments. The instruments of love are many, therefore not only felt, but makes your very body quiver 
at the thought. Mmm, euphoric. The sensation. I can't explain, but once it's felt, I'm all for it. Over and over and over and over again. So love. Love, love to me is 